PYHD listeners, it's Cameron, and Rhea and I are on the East Coast this week. We hope you enjoy the podcast. Wonderful Zach Sherwin hosts, and he's awesome. But also, if you're listening to this and it is Thursday, you could see us tonight in Boston at John Nudie's. It's actually technically across the river in Somerville. Or you could see us in Providence at the Comedy Connection on Friday or Saturday night. We would love to see you there. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming out to the UCB. Put your hands together. Please drop your cell phones. Please put your hands together. Three special guest hosts. Zach Sherwin. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Hi, guys. That was an okay round of applause, but can we do one more room-uniting burst of ovation? Get it in! Go! Fantastic, friends. That is the sort of enthusiasm and gusto we want to hear from you guys coming out at us all night. Hello, I am your host, Zach Sherwin. Regulars in the place, can you guys clap one more time? Regular attendees of the show. Cool. So you by now are aware that I am not the usual host, Cameron Esposito. Uh, she is away this week, um, but I have been called in to be the guest host, uh, the stand-in, which is neat. Uh, it's a neat thing. Um, and one of my favorite things about it is that it allowed me to write the following rhyme. Stand-in, guest host, neato, with Cameron Esposito, which is the name of our <laughs> usual host. So... Uh, hopefully that's an amusing thing to hear, and uh, if you really liked that, then you are going to love what I will be doing with my stage time for this portion of the show. And uh, if that wasn't really your thing, then uh, I don't do too damn much time, and uh, you can, you know, you're on your own, you can think your own pleasant thoughts uh, during that time. But uh, we have such a fantastic lineup of comedians for you guys tonight. You picked a good one to come to if you're not one of the regulars. Um, and that was most of you. Clap if that's you. First timers... Occasional timers. Awesome. That's great. Um, it's an interesting thing to be the guest host of a show. Like, when you're a performer on a stand-up comedy show, you know, like, you just get to show up and be this, like, mysterious stranger. You know, you can be irreverent and do whatever you want on stage. You show up, you do your spot, blow the crowd's mind to the best of your ability, and then you just disappear in a puff of smoke. Peace, y'all. And then you're gone. It's, like, sexy and mysterious and cool. When you're the host, you have a very different function. You're like the authority figure in charge. You keep morale high. You tell people to clap. You express enthusiasm at every possible occasion. When you're in the guest host spot, it's this weird kind of fuck it limbo <laughs> that I get to inhabit. Like, backstage, before I came out, one of the other performers on the show was like, hey, man. I'm sorry, but after I do my spot, I'm going to have to run right out to another spot. And I was like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> have a great second spot. And that's my guest host privilege, you guys. I'm sure Cameron would have flipped out on that guy. Um, that would have been real bad. Hmm? No laugh at that one. I'll just mark the edit points as they come. Uh, tech booth, I'll just give you a heads up on that. Um, so, let's talk about it. Uh, I have lived in Los Angeles for over five years at this point, and I have to say, I love this town. So many wonderful things about it. Not least among them, 
our old school hip hop radio station, K Day 93.5. Clap if you are also a K Day fan. I'll start you guys out easy with a nice, smooth, over-the-middle-of-the-plate K-Day joke. Um, One of my favorite songs that I like to hear on that station is the Ignition Remix by R. Kelly. Um, Yeah, people yesing excitedly. Glad to hear that. The lyric that I think is the uh, funniest to pick apart in that song is when R. Kelly sings... Crystal popping in the stretch navigator. We've got food everywhere, as if the party was catered. <laughs> as if the party was catered. So much food that it would seem that like only a professional catering service would be able to lay out such a sumptuous spread. <laughs> but the lyric is, as if the party was catered, so it isn't catered. <laughs> R. Kelly loves a potluck. (laughs) It's the only reasonable conclusion you can come to. Was my singing voice a little bit better than you guys expected when I... uh... (laughs) Right? Thank you, woman up front. I appreciate it. I'm feeding off that positive energy. Everybody else, keep it going. No, I don't mean you're not doing a good job. I just mean keep being enthusiastic and generous for the show. Um, so another song that I really like on K-Day, let's get a little more challenging, is um, Keep Their Heads Ringing uh, by Dr. Dre from the Friday soundtrack. You guys remember this song? Ring, ding, dong. Want to do it? Ring, a ding, 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 dong. I don't know it. <laughs> Weirdly, that is how it actually goes in the song. You stumbled upon the right lyric. Uh, We'll also accept the other person who said, keep their heads ringing. Um, But uh, there's a lyric in that song. Look, it's a hacky stand-up comedy thing to, like, over-scrutinize rap or other musical lyrics and uh, find fun things about them. But it's hacky for a reason. It's a fun thing to do. So just enjoy this thing. Um, There's a lyric in there where he goes, I get plenty of ass. Can you finish it, guy who chimed in? That's how it finishes. What is happening in here? And also, why did Dre write the lyrics the way he did? Who ghost wrote those for him? Um, he, he says, I get plenty of ass, so call me an astronaut. Which sounds, I mean, when you hear it, it's like when someone says something dumb confidently, you're like, yep, that's so. Mm-hmm, I agree with that. But then if you pause for a minute and you consider it, like, it's great. Ass, astronaut. Um, But when you give it a little bit more thought, they actually don't have anything to do with each other besides sharing their first syllable in common. That's the only connection. And to drive this point home for audiences, I've come up with the following two examples along these lines to to bring it home for you. Um, Only the first syllable is shared. So you could just as easily say, um, I live on a farm... So call me a pharmacist, right? No connection between the two concepts. Or uh, the other one I've come up with is um, I cuss a lot. So call me a customer service representative. That's my other one. So that's where the joke was originally intended to go. But uh, once I was telling it uh, a week or two ago, and I got to the part where I was like, they have nothing in common besides their first syllable. And an audience member was like, they both have to do with exploration. (laughs) Which is a nice connection for him to make. 
And I really like the initiative he took. I like what he did. You know, if I had to quibble with it, uh, the only thing I would say is that space exploration is a much more, like, externally outward-focused kind of uh, exploring, whereas ass stuff is much more, like, of an excavatory kind of... uh, kind of exploring to be doing. So, and I actually really like this because uh, I have a friend who works in philosophy of mathematics. He's a professor and he gave me this book about the history of infinity as a mathematical concept. And he was like, this is written like it's technical stuff, but it's written for the layman. And I read it and didn't understand any of it. But uh, <laughs> I did discern that there are two kinds of infinity. There's infinitely large, symbolized by that eight sideways thing. But then there's also like infinitely small, like one over Infinity. You can keep dividing and dividing and dividing if you've ever heard of Zeno's paradox. And I was like, space exploration is like infinity, but exploration is like one over infinity. I don't know that that concept is funny in itself, but I include it because I like to have 90s hip-hop and the history of mathematics and butt stuff folded into one joke. That's something that I haven't seen in comedy before, so I want to be the guy to do it. Yeah, thank you. We all, we just made history. Oh, thank you. I will just say, if you remember, the chorus goes ring, ding, dong, um, which for many kinds of uh, butt stuff does describe it pretty neatly. There's a ring and then a ding dong, and then you put them together, uh, and there you have it. Just keeping your heads ringing, guys. I'm on my Dr. Dre shit. Uh... When I wrote that at a coffee shop, I was like, there's the triumphant laugh I get out of there on and bring the first comic to the stage. <laughs> Last thing, and then I'll, uh, I'll start bringing guests up. Um, and then I'll be back throughout the show to host things. Um, I, was, uh, I was texting with a female friend of mine, and I wrote her something like, what's going on? And she wrote back, I'm about to get laser hair removal, um, which I thought was a sudden spike in the tone of our exchange. And <laughs> I wrote back, ew. Okay. But uh, I was typing quickly, didn't put the space in or whatever, and when she replied, she was like, hey, just because I'm hairy doesn't mean you have to call me an Ewok. Uh, So, Guys, that's got to be enough to get us out of this set. I got the light a few minutes ago. Why don't we go with that applause energy? Follow the trail where it leads you. Such a great show to come. I am thrilled to bring your first act up to the stage. They are uh, both friends of mine. They are phenomenally talented, and you guys are about to see an amazing thing. Please give a very warm welcome to our first guests of the night, Drennan Davis and Karen Kilgariff, you guys. Drennan and Karen! everybody. I would have preferred you used your words, but... (laughs) You guys are cool? Everybody's cool? How are you guys over here? (laughs) Great. Good. Good. Left side, strong. Strong left. House, uh, stage left. Yeah, but you just... Oh, it's just Julian over there. Hi, Julian. (laughs) (laughs) This is the VIP section. He's going to have a show on E. Um, should I do the introduction? Let's do this. Okay. This is a, this song is a, a PSA song that we've written because pot is being legalized everywhere in this country. And that's leading people to misuse it. 
and uh, get themselves into some trouble. So we've written this song for those exact people. We think you know who you are. Let's do another one. Okay. Um, short one or long one? Short. Okay, cool. Oh. <laughs> 
surprises. Anime surprises. Anime surprises. Anime surprises. Short. That one was short. It's short. Oh, they it's like short. that. that they, they like that. VIP section? Anime. VIP Anime. section. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What's up, y'all? All right. Cool. Uh, this will be our last one. Yep. about something that people said would never last. They said that no one would ever talk about it. But some time has passed, and it's changing the way we think. Computers! Everybody's talking about computers! Everybody's talking about Oh, hi, Diane. Chuck, how are you? How are you? Do- I'm good. Did you have a good weekend? I did. It was great. How was Fantastic. your weekend? It was good. good Wait, good, good, good. hold the phone. What? What's this new thing oh, on your desk? It's the new Apple II. The new uh, Apple II. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we got them. So they make two of those things. Yeah, the future's here. Wow, that's great. I was yeah. just reading about those. Yeah. Uh, how many memories are in that one? Oh, Mike from IT was here. He uh-huh. told me there's 200 memories in there. 200 yeah. memories? That's a lot of memories. Yeah. Computers. <laughs> Everybody's talking about computers. Everybody's talking about Hey, Diane. Uh-huh. I'm having some problems getting on the old modem network. Oh, what's the problem, Jeff? Well, I don't know. Maybe I have the wrong password for AOL. Can you just give it to me again real yeah, quick? Sure, I got it right here. I'm okay, good. Are you ready? Ready. Three, six, G, seven, four, two, nine, eight, X, L, two, four, three, eight, six, nine, seven, B is in boy. Did that, is that the... Hold on. It's the right... Just hold on. Just waiting for a second here. Yeah, that works. Okay, computers. Everybody's talking about computers. Diane? Hey, I just got my first electronic mail. What do you think about that? I'm on the phone. Oh, okay. Sorry. Computers. Everybody's talking about computers. Printer solo. of the day. What is it, Chuck? Well, it's just all this computer talk. Everybody seems to be talking about computers, well, and I'm just super yeah. stressed out about it. Okay. I can't get all the lingo. I mean, yeah. first of all, these mouses. 
Right. I mean, I know what a mouse is, and that's no mouse, let me tell you. Right. Maybe there's some similarities, but I mean, sure, they have little tails, but I've never seen a real mouse that has a tail that goes into a box. (laughs) That's true. What are you doing, Diane? No, I'm agreeing with you, Chuck. Are you laughing at me? I was agreeing with you. This isn't fucking funny, Diane. Computers. Everybody's talking about computers. Everybody's talking about it. Thanks, you guys. Gareth and Drennan Davis, you guys, one more time. Holy shit. So great. So while I have Drennan here, and before he breaks his equipment down, um, we would be remiss to have the opportunity to perform on the same show where he didn't loop a little beatbox together while we do a quick freestyle. Um, so I don't know if you guys are interested in watching that happen. Oh, okay. All right. All right, great. Then let's go ahead with the plan, Drennan. Cool. How do you want to start this? Should I just do a beat? Yeah, just do whatever. Maybe okay. we'll make it faster at some point, like we like to do. Great. Cool. Yo, he gives me a look before I get to spit a bit To let me know that the beat's looped And then I just step up and start to speak truth Guys, it's fun to do this rap show for you I'm up here doing what I'm supposed to do Which is host the show with the dopest flow This is some shit I never fucking wrote No, it's off the top The dome piece Oh shit, I keep the freestyle going and it won't cease Huh, I have some stuff to say But yo, I got a fresh rhyme I'm gonna bust today Okay, here's the thing So far you could respond that I have actually not had any content all I'm doing is rapping about the fact that I'm rapping about what I'm rapping about yo and you might be sitting there with your toe tip tapping it out but hey look man I don't say shit I just get up on the mic and display this talent that I have with Trennan standing next to me he's not to the right he's to the it gave me ecstasy to hear you finish that shit with me yo yo could we do it differently no let's just keep on with the same thing for a little gonna spit like i've said four or five times now and a synonym for spit is spittle i can switch the rhythm and the emphasis people in the place know that i'm representing this every time i get on you can see me doing what i do best i just get up on the microphone and never rest get it off my chest and rhyme the most obvious rhyme that hip-hop has ever had occur yo it's a lyrical massacre is extra win in the house that's for sure motherfuckers let's finish there Trenton Davis on the beats oh okay you want to do another one you want to do a fast one and get let's a- do a super fast one because we like to do it okay we promised it you want to get a suggestion or something oh good lord no Trenton oh, okay yeah. <laughs> But right. good suggestion. Okay. <laughs> which I will All right. honor my own rule by not taking. Great. Faster, though. Yeah, let's do it fast. You don't have that beep boo boo loop still looped in there, do you? Which one? It's always been my fantasy to rap over the beep, 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 boop, 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 boop. 
Okay, real quick. No, it's too, I'm trying to double time it, but it's too fast. Can you slow it way down so I can double time over it? You don't have to do the beep, beep, beep. <laughs> this part of the freestyle is just me giving Drennan different contradictory instructions for the duration of it, sabotaging anything. Is that just half as fast, though? Yep. It's still the same thing for me in terms of Oh, yeah, phase. right, right. Math. Split right. that D, bro. Okay, let's do... Um, let's, split I'll do... that D for split that difference? Crowd. <laughs> That's never going to catch on. I can't. What's certainly not going to catch on is S that D, which is what I used to try and say. But you have to split the difference between. It's a it's a meta D split. Split that D, people. <laughs> All right, let's just do this. Um, so I'll do it a little slower, okay? Yeah, or faster. Cool. I don't know if I can bust a rhyme this quick with the double time. Uh, I need to pause between. Ooh. Oh, you got on it. For a second. Can't spit it double time. All I'm gonna do is do it like this. When I bust a rhyme, and just insert a whole lot of syllables. When I'm doing it off the top, it's on thriller. okay, party people, could you listen in the place? I am not going to rhyme anything for the rest of this verse, but I'm gonna stand here in a rap stance and move my hand around. People listening to the podcast, I'm making rap hands, and the people in the UCB are convinced that I am freestyling, but I'm not. I haven't rhymed shit in like eight bars if you're counting. But it still sounds like a freestyle Cause I'm doing it at hip-hop cadences That you're familiar with You've heard this before Maybe like at a junior high dance I stand here and I drop my voice And make it more dramatic But it still sounds like rap But it still isn't I still haven't rocked anything What the fuck And I flip it up just a little bit On that double time shit Yo, gotta do that Hey Drennan, it's easy to do this When I don't have to think of a rhyme I just keep my mouth moving as fast as I can Damn, oh yeah Make some noise for Drennan Davis On that beatbox <laughs> Well, you do. One more time for Drennan. Oh, my God. <laughs> Honestly, I liked the bit of the first slower one better than the second one. If I had to do it over, I would uh, do that one second to close out on it. Um, yeah, but I thought they were, they were both really fun, and you did a great job. Sure. Listeners, I will say, I wonder, I was thinking when I was watching you loop your uh, tracks with Karen, like maybe the listeners thought that there was a band that came out with you guys too. But no, it was you on a loop pedal doing it over and over again. Did anyone else worry about that for the listeners at home on the podcast, <laughs> having that confusion? I'm like the Christ of worrying about that. I will worry so you guys can just relax and enjoy the show. I take your worries upon myself. I am the lamb. Um, uh, I was all, oh, Drennan has told me that um, people who are of an older generation, when he starts doing the loop, can I say this? Am I blowing up material? He, they think the joke is that a loop pedal works. Like the first time I hear a loop, they're like, ha ha ha, what? This guy's the best. One loop. Thank you. Good night. Drennan Davis, you guys. All right. 
A great show. Lots more to come. Thrilled to bring your next performer to the stage. He is here with us from Portland, Oregon. Please give him a very warm Los Angeles welcome. Nathan Brandon, you guys. Nathan! <laughs> I'm like the only one on this show that's not going to beatbox tonight. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> 2015. Uh, yeah, my name's Nathan Brandon. I'm from Portland, Oregon. Uh, a little bit about me. I just had a baby three months ago. That's right. He's my favorite person. He's half black, half Norwegian. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, are there any Norwegians in the house? No? All right. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, I won't even look for black people. Look. <laughs> Basically, that means two things. Uh, one, that's 50% more black than the NAACP requires, which is cool. <laughs> two, his ba insides are battling with each other for space constantly. It's crazy. He cries all the time. And currently, the black part has all his facial features, but the Norwegian part has all his skin tone. His whole body is way lighter than me, which is a big problem for me because I try to be a good dad and take him out places... But imagine me carrying a super white baby through the park. You can't see his facial features from far away, is what I'm trying to say. Like, my wife has to dress us up in the same outfits. So people don't think I'm stealing white babies. It's messed up. And it's the worst, because people don't, like, come out and say, oh, you stole that baby. They're not like, you stole that baby. Give it back right now. They're real sneaky about it. Like, this dude came up to me in the parking lot. He was like, oh, how old is he? No, what's his exact birthday? Hmm? I need to know that you know. You know what? Never mind. Security. First of all, I was drunk that day. I don't remember what day it was. It was a very stressful time for me. Second off, fuck that dude, okay? You can't have it both ways. You can't say that black dudes are terrible fathers and want to run from responsibility and they like stealing babies. <laughs> Really, Geraldo, is that what you think is going on in the hood right now? You think there's a whole bunch of black dudes who are like, man, this baby looks just like me. I wish I could raise somebody else's kid right now. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I'm excited to be a dad, man. I'm just terrified because I know all his information is going to come from me, basically, you know? And my only hope is that I don't raise him the way my dad raised me. Like, my dad was a great dad, but he used to drive lessons home so hard. Like, it, it made it not even worth learning after a while. Like, when I was in high school, I knew I was going to the NFL. I just knew it, because I was a teenager, and I wanted to go. <laughs> so I was like, Dad, I'm going to the NFL. You don't need to worry about what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. And he goes, okay. And he leaves. Like, he comes back. I mean, like, he went to the store. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. He went to the store, he knew I love video games, so he bought me a video game called Madden, which is a video game uh, modeled after the NFL. And in this game, you can create your own player and put that player in the game and let it see how it would play out if they were actually in the NFL. So he made me create myself and put myself in the video game. Same height, same speed, same strength. And it was the most devastating thing I've ever seen. I have never been traumatized. I watch CNN every day. I never have been scared as much as that day. And it's messed up because it was my dad that did it to me, you know? Like, I never would have done it to him. Like, he lost both his legs to diabetes, right? I never would have been like, uh, Dad, I know you wanted to go to Disneyland for your birthday, 
But here's the thing, you don't have any legs. So to show you what we're saving you from, I made you this computer-generated video of you riding a roller coaster. Now you see how that bar is closing down on everybody else's legs? It's not closing on yours, Dad. That's what I'm trying to tell you. All right, and there you go. You see how you just flew out the roller coaster just now? That's a hundred foot drop right there. You're coming in hot, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it's a little too aggressive out the gate, right? Everybody always gets so tense, like when I talk about my dad not having legs, but it's like I didn't take them from him, you know? <laughs> like he lost him to diabetes. It wasn't like he saved a kid from a burning building or something like that. He loves cake. That's it. <laughs> He loves cake and he hates self-preservation. That's the only reason my dad doesn't have any legs. Actually, it's the best thing that ever happened to my dad. Because like when he had his own legs, he used to mope around a lot. He wasn't a real happy dude. But now he has two prosthetic legs. And I don't know if you've seen anybody with two prosthetic legs, but they have to balance with their upper body. So now he looks happy all the time. He's just pop-locking all over the place. <laughs> hey, Dad, you want to get me a soda? Hell yeah, I want to get you a soda. Mm. You don't have to laugh at that joke. <laughs> That's my favorite joke. I tell that every time. Off of principle. Because like when I was a kid, my dad used to make me walk all over the place. And his legs were longer than mine. He'd never wait for me to catch up. He'd just be like, stop dragging your feet, boy. Stop dragging your feet. So now I'm just looking at that joke as payback. <laughs> that and every Christmas, I get stop dragging your feet and brought it into a pair of socks and I give it to him. <laughs> I'm going to go out on that. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a good night. Nathan! So fantastic, you guys. Um, we have so much more fantastic show for you, and I'm going to keep bringing comics up to the stage. Uh, this next dude... What a treat to have him on this show. I really do love this lineup. This is a good one to ask me to guest host, Ryan. Thank you. Um, please welcome my good friend, the amazing Josh Fadum, you guys. Josh Fadum! Fight 
Aiden because I trust him. Ghost trust us. I ain't afraid of no ghost. I mean it. I ain't afraid. Invisible man sleeping in your bed. Well, there's plenty of room. Come on in. Y'all seen that movie where Sandra Bullock take that black boy and make him right? Uh, stories like that's why I go to the cinema. <laughs> so I was driving down the street and I saw a billboard that said gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I think it should have said gambling problem? Bet you won't call 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> what'd you do today? Uh, work. Oh yeah, where'd you work? Uh, at home. Oh yeah, did you win? I uh, won. <laughs> Big bucks, what'd you do today? I slept. Oh, yeah, you got a good, good dream? Good dream? So good. What was it about? I don't remember. Oh, yeah, you woke up and you forgot about it. Yeah. How about you? You're next, pal. What'd you do today? Went to the mall. Oh, yeah, did you shop? Yeah. Did you drop? Yeah. Meet any cute girls? Yeah. That's what you were after? Oh, yeah. That's what I did when you used to go to the mall for. Hey, maybe we'll meet some girls. Never did. But you did. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's cool. What'd you do today? Gambled. Oh, yeah? Did you lose or you win? I won. Hey, no pain, no gain. <laughs> Now, did you do it for the, for the thrill, or did you do it for the, the win? The thrill. Yeah, right? That's what it's about. You don't gamble to win. You gamble for that, ooh, oh, am I going to win? You going to gamble again? Yep. Oh, uh, yeah, see, he's addicted. You need help? Nope. You ever say, I hate myself? Nope. I said it before. You ever notice every time someone says, I hate myself, everyone goes, oh. But if they say, I love myself, everyone goes, ugh. <laughs> but if you act like you hate yourself, everyone goes, ugh. But if you act like you love yourself, everyone goes, hey. <laughs> so keep that in mind if you're a manipulative piece of shit. <laughs> hey, you know in life when people make baseball metaphors, step up to the plate, home runs, get to first base, get your score. What if in baseball it were swapped and the announcer was like, he's fingering the pussy. <laughs> Just touch boobies. He's going all the way around the penis in vagina. Cubs win. <laughs> Guys, I was molested by a fisherman, so every time someone opens a can of worms, it brings up all these issues. <laughs> Guys, I missed the 90s so much last night I jamiroquied myself to sleep. Hey, did you guys know that the singer Eddie Murphy is also an actor and a comedian? I think the first STD was shame. Uh, so, uh, hey, I'm a great impressionist. I sure do a lot of great impressions, and, uh, but I don't really do impressions of famous people. I, I do impressions of your friends. So give me a, what's a good, what's a good friend of yours name? I'll do an impression of him. Hey, it's me, Will. Uh, reading any good books? I read. I don't watch things, I read them. Maybe I watch the words go across the page, but I'm actively moving my eyes. I will. Who's next? Who's got a friend? Claudia. Claudia? Which one? This one. Cla no, what's her last name? You know two Claudias. Uh, Smith. Oh, Claudia Smith, babe! Claudia Smith stepped into the room! Claudia Smith, I want to make it all about me, honey. And 
friend? Who's your friend? Damien Signs. Damien Signs. Hey. <laughs> you read the signs. You see him here. Now let's all hail Satan. <laughs> Damien Signs. Who's your friend? Your friend? One friend. He didn't have any friend. That's all right. I'll do an impression myself. I'm your friend. Hey, I'm Josh. Who's next? What do you got? Dave. Oh, it's us, Dave. Hey, we're going to the beach. A day. Ah, oh, man. Do my armpits smell? I'm always self-conscious about that because I'm Dave. Who do you got? Who's a friend? Uh, Mari Silva. Mari Gillian! Take me, Mari Gillian! of a famous person and then I'll get out of here this is my impression of Bavarian born director Werner Herzog who you're all big fans of and have seen all his films Werner Herzog big Lessons of Darkness fan here big How Much Woodcutter Woodchuck Chuck fan here big Enigma Casper Hauser fan look you can't contain yourself anyway Werner Herzog pitching a prank show to TV people okay here goes here we are going to create a reality where there is a man and he is plunged so deeply into his own reality that when the madness and chaos become so overwhelming that he can no longer sustain his own sanity, someone will jump out. I think it should be me. And they will exclaim, you have been misled by a fabrication. <laughs> the name of the show is, you have been misled by a fabrication. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. I'm Josh Fadum. What do you usually talk about in this part of the interview? I've never done it before because I'm guest hosting. What did you talk about with the other people? You're the only person that I've guest interviewed. No one else wanted to interview? Everyone else is cool with their set being put in the podcast. Oh, no, mine's going to go on. Oh, then we don't need to do this interview. Oh, okay, then never mind. Do you want to talk for two minutes anyway? Uh, sure. I, wait, so I just to make sure how the... Because maybe I'm a viewer who's just tuning in for the first time. So they either do a set or an interview, not both. If you say, I don't want my set in the podcast... They put in an interview with you instead. Uh-huh. But if you... So then, so the, so the viewer knows, woo, he had a bad set because he's being interviewed, or she. Well, I don't think they would assume it was a bad set. I just... Well, they, they weren't pleased with their interview, or they were probably working on... Hey, Matt, they were probably working on something, you know, they're like, I'm workshopping something, I don't want it. I think so that's the... all the things that the listener should infer out of having an interview. I think that's right. Right. Yeah. Wait, well, why were you saying, i got to do an interview? Because they said that they weren't going to post it? or No, Ryan told me beforehand that you didn't want your set posted, so he was like, interview Josh after his set. Oh, I see, I see, I see. Well, I said, go ahead and post it. Then? So this may not even make it to the cut. Maybe we're, if this is the crazy thing where you do both. 
Maybe. We're definitely giving them gold so far. Yeah, this is good stuff. Well, this is the same as your freestyle, where it's <laughs> talking about the interview instead of doing an interview. You know, you're, you're talking right. about the freestyle. Yes, you're right. That's yeah. actually a nice theme for this show. I know, it is it's kind like, of a nice This is a podcast. We're doing a podcast right now. This is a podcast happening. You're right. It makes the live show the most podcasty it could be. Yeah. I should just been on there, on stage, been like, we're on a podcast. This is a podcast. If that made you laugh, that was my first joke. Oh, yeah. And if you're getting this game and you like it, this is my second joke. Yeah. 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 That's fun. Yeah. Hey, I have a question about one of the jokes you told tonight. Okay. You said, I think the original STD was shame. The first STD was shame. Right. The first STD was shame. That was the emphasis. Do you ever tell it? Did I say it like that? I think so. I don't remember. I thought, Do you I ever? Think I usually, I'm used to saying in my mind, I say, I think the first STD was shame. You got a line reading for me that's better? No, I wondered if that's how you usually tell it. I think the first STD was shame. Oh, maybe I'll try that next time. I mean, I'm exaggerating it to make the point, right. but do you, that's how you usually, in, that's how it usually happens? You know, it's always one of those spotty ones where I'm like, is this, what, is this a strong joke? Sometimes it gets a ho, 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 and sometimes it gets a <laughs> you know? And then sometimes if I plug it in after something where I make, you know, uh, filthy sexual references, then people laugh. It's as a, as a tag, it's to something. You know what I mean? And then sometimes like, well, I'll just I'll say that one now. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you mean. Um, so it's a move-arounder right now. It's not a solid thing in there. But I guess I could have, I think the first STD... Was shame. That doesn't make sense, though. Why am I emphasizing STD? I think the first STD was sh- shame. <laughs> that made me laugh. Oh yeah. Uh, cadence is all you need. You don't need. You don't even need material sometimes. All you need is a funny pause. <laughs> Timing. Timing. Josh Fader. I feel like there's like a Wikipedia page and it's nice Jewish boys. And then there's one subheading that says order and another one that says chaos. And I'm on the order one and Josh is on the chaos page. I feel like we're sides of some coin. One more round of applause for Josh. So great. All right. Uh, your next performer coming to the stage uh, just released his debut album of comedy. It came out Tuesday, June 9th on A Special Thing Records, and it is entitled Let Me Turn You On. Um, I know the date because my album came out on the same day. Um, but this isn't about me. This is about your next comic. I could tell you the title of my album, Rap, with an exclamation point. But that's not what we're here to talk about, guys. I'm here to bring up your next performer. And I am thrilled to do so. He's such a funny guy. Uh, we're very lucky to have him here from New York. Please welcome Dave Hill, you guys. Woo! Dave Hill! Hi, how are you? I'm incredible. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> um, I was at the airport the other day, flying somewhere. 
And I went in to use the self-service ticket machine, you know, those kiosks they have in there. And I put my credit card in the machine. The machine starts asking me all these questions. It's like, do you want to check a bag? I'm just like, no. And then suddenly from my, then the, the machine's like, uh, do you want to change seats? I'm like, yeah, that sounds kind of fun. What would you have in mind? And uh, then suddenly from out of nowhere, the machine asked me if I'll be flying with an infant on my lap. <laughs> And I just thought, like, how could I possibly be able to predict that sort of thing ahead of time? I mean, it's like, yeah, if I get on that plane, there ends up being, like, a really cool baby on that plane. And, like, one thing leads to another and we hit it off or whatever. And fuck yeah, I'm going to be flying with an infant on my lap. Maybe even for the whole flight. I don't even know. But don't expect me to commit to that sort of thing, like, two hours ahead of time. Will you be startled by a wizard? I don't know. I got stuffed. Um, you know, I'll buy it that some people were kung fu fighting. <laughs> But if you expect me to believe that everybody is kung fu fighting, just get the fuck over yourselves. My sister ran a marathon recently. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's true. She ran a marathon and she wanted me to come out and cheer her on or support her or whatever. And I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway because I guess it's like really hard to run a marathon. It's like 26.2 miles or whatever. But as best I can tell, the hardest part about running a marathon is shutting the fuck up about it afterward. <laughs> That's the hardest part. It's like, you can run a marathon. Keep that shit to yourself. You're making my problem. Fucking stab you. I don't even have anything in marathons. I actually want to run a marathon, only... This is my plan. I'm going to run a marathon, only I'm not going to tell anybody about it. I'm just going to walk out of my house on, like, a totally random day of the week, like a Monday or Tuesday or whatever, and, like, look around and make sure no one sees me, and then just, like, take off, like, pfft, like run the fuck out of 26.2 miles. And when I get home later, I'm just going to act like nothing happened at all. And when everyone's like, Dave, where have you been? You've been gone for, like, four hours. Dave, you're all, you're all sweaty and out of breath. You all right? Dave, you got shit and piss running down your leg. It's like, shut the fuck up. It's none of your goddamn business. That's how you run a marathon. I got um, I, a puppy recently. Thank you. Thank you. No, it's true. I got a puppy, and she's a boxer mix, and she's adorable, and she's a rescue. Thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. No, it's true. She's a rescue, but I got to admit, most days, I'm not sure whether I rescued her or she rescued me. No, I'm just kidding. They were going to kill her before I came along. So it's definitely me that did the rescue. There's no debate who did the rescuing in this scenario. And you'd, be, you'd think she'd be like a bit more grateful about it, but as best I can tell, she didn't give a fuck about it. She like pisses and shits all over my house and she, she bites me she, all the time. And you think I'm joking, but I have like scars all over my hands. And, like, my friends were like, oh, Dave, like, come on, she's just a puppy, she's just teething. But I was getting to the point where I was, like, losing a lot of blood and, like, fading in and out of consciousness and everything. So I Googled, um, you know, why is my puppy biting me all the time? And it, it, I end up on the side of one of those dog whisperer 
people and they're like, well, the reason your puppy is biting you is because she doesn't respect you as her leader. She just sees you as her friend. And I was like, well, she took a shit on my winter coat, too. Like, what kind of friend does that? Like, name one friend that you've ever had. Oh, did you meet Don? He took a piss on my kitchen floor, uh, shit all over my winter coat, then bit the fuck out of me for no, without warning. I made him the best man at my wedding. Don is my best friend. Um, I was talking, um, this is, I'm only, it's this first time saying this publicly, but Karen and Drennan, that were on earlier, we came up with this idea at, in Portland at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival. This is bonus content, but I'm just sharing a really great idea we have. Um, okay, who likes chicken wings? This is a question. Yeah, everybody. So we're, we are opening a restaurant that serves chicken wings. And uh, who likes the band Wings? Yeah, everybody. And our restaurant only plays the band, the Paul McCartney vehicle, Wings. Guess what the name of our restaurant is? Wings. I know, it's incredible, right? Um, how am I doing on time? Um, <laughs> that was bonus content. Um, I want to, I have like a minute or two. I have a minute? I want to close with something. Uh, I know this is a comedy show and you guys came here to laugh tonight. Uh, like you probably didn't come here to get super fucking horny <laughs> but lately I've been getting into writing erotic short stories thank you thank you and in the few minutes, couple minutes I have left I wanted to read some of my erotic short stories and I know fellas out there are like Dave hold up a second I haven't come to UCB to get like a major boner in front of everyone like ladies I can't even predict what's about to happen to downtown real estate. But I just ask anyone to be free with your bodies. Don't judge each other. More importantly, don't judge yourself. Just by a show of hands, before I do this, um, who's feeling a little bit horny already? <laughs> not too many, though. It's all right. Not too many. I'd like to start off at zero. By the way, I did call down to the theater before the show and ask them to pull up all the carpet in here just to make their job easier for them at the end of the night, but... Oh, okay, here we go. I'll make this fast. Um, first one. Erotic short story number 63. Every day the farm boy admired the fair maiden across the river. One day he just swam over and boned her. <laughs> It ruled. Thank you. All right. Just very quickly, um, by a show of hands, has, has, has anyone come yet? <laughs> by the way, if anyone gets out and like gets up and goes to the bathroom during this part of the show, like we're all gonna know why. <laughs> Just get yourself cleaned up. Come on back. All right. Um, next one. Erotic short story number ninety-two. Welcome to the bone zone. The guard said to the hot chick at the dinosaur skeleton exhibit. <laughs> she fingered his butt. 
Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm just going to do like 40 or 50 more. No, I would, I'm just going to do two more. I'll make this very quick. Um, there's been some complaints about these erotic short stories that uh, they're too, you know, uh, heteronormative, straight. Like, they don't, and they're not inclusive of people with different lifestyles. Uh, so uh, earlier today, I took a stab at, at writing one uh, for people, you know, live a lifestyle uh, different from my own, and I want to try it out right now. I don't even know if you guys want to hear. All right, I'll do it. Um, <laughs> Erotic short story number 318. <laughs> hey, coach. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you get, I know, I'm still working on that, but you get it, right? You get, you get where I was going. It still needs work, admittedly, but you get, it's going to be maybe the best one. All right, this is the last one. I'm sorry. I, I, I got shit to do. Sorry. Uh, Erotic short story number 55. Does this look infected? The guy said to the hot lady doctor while whipping it out. <laughs> Not yet. She said. Do you get it? You, oh, okay, thanks. Don't slow clap that. <laughs> All right, thank you. I didn't actually. Dave Hill! Get his album. It's that, but you can listen to it at your own pace. What a squandering of the precious moment after a comic performs and I get a chance to clear things out and keep things moving. Oh, we're still in it? Great, thanks for letting me know. Didn't realize we were still there. Did you feel sad that Josh didn't when he bing, bing, binged his way down the line? Were you, what did you have ready to go for when he got to you? I, well, fortunately, I was still brainstorming. <laughs> she said, I was still brainstorming. Have you had more time to decide on something? Oh. I have a question for you guys. So you, you guys were an amazing... So just review and Work, sleep, mall, gambling. You had plenty of time, especially you two, to think more about what you could say that was different than work or sleep. But probably... Did either of you work today? No? Those were just straight from the gut, authentic responses. Gambling. Do you gamble for work? Oh, so you did work today a little bit. A little bit? How'd you do? Did you make money? You didn't. Did Josh ask you that and I wasn't paying attention? Oh. One time I applied for something in college and they sent me a letter and were like, thank you for your application. You did not get this scholarship or fellowship or whatever it was. And I was like, all right, easy come, easy go. That's how I roll with fellowships and scholarships. And then, like, uh, two weeks later, through some administrative error, I got the exact same letter, and it was like, thank you for your application, but you didn't get this thing. And I was like, I didn't really need the second time for it to happen. I feel bad about it again. That was, like, what I did to you by making you say again that you lost a little at gambling today. I'm sorry. I know how that feels. <laughs> uh, the mole. 
what are you, 13? <laughs> Just kidding. What did you buy? What is one thing you bought at the mall? A tank top. A tank top? <laughs> you can just make one, man. Take an old tee, get the scissors. It might not come out great, but you've got a friend who likes to gamble. Roll those dice. Have you had time to think of your thing? No. What are you even doing? All right, you guys. Uh, it is my pleasure to bring your penultimate performer to the stage. You're a smart crowd. You don't need me to do any more work on that. Um, <laughs> this guy hosts a, a monthly show at the Satellite here in Los Angeles. It is every second Sunday. Um, and uh, it is called Two Wet Crew. And boy, do I hope I got that name right. I'm pretty sure I did. Yep, I did. I got it. <laughs> confirmatory whistle from the back. Uh, very excited to bring this guy up to the stage. Please welcome Mikey Campman, you guys. Mikey! Hello? Uh, people ask me, they say, Mikey. Mikey. Uh, why don't you moisturize your face? How do you moisturize something that you don't understand? <laughs> I've been staring at this beast in the mirror for 29 years and it doesn't make any sense. There's an energy in this room that is... <laughs> I don't even want to ruin it uh, with the brutality of words. And that's because when I walked out here tonight, I heard music. Uh, I don't mean to do this and make it awkward or whatever, but specifically when we made eye contact when I walked out, it, I heard music. Do you want to know what it was like? Okay. Do me a favor, yeah? Uh, when I like look down, and when I say I'll go one, two, three, and you look up, and I'll play what I heard when I walked out, and we were here together in this moment. You know what I mean? Okay, wow, let's get to it. Okay, right? Look down, okay, right? And I'll look up, okay, right? One, two, three. I'm going to turn that up a little bit. And let's just do that one more time. Because <laughs> it was like this. Okay, don't look at me. One, two, three. Damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> um, 
you know, I just want to say real quickly, if you're going to enjoy the rest of the time that we have here together, uh, just understand this one simple notion that without risk, yeah, there is no disappointment. So let's go for it. Uh, anyone here like art? Yeah. Okay. Art. I love art. Uh, I love art so much. Yeah, I go to the museums. And uh, I went with my friend Susan to the Museum of Modern Art. And uh, we were walking through the museum, and eventually we got to the Jackson uh, Pollock painting, a Jackson Pollock painting. You know, and Jackson Pollock, whatever. You know, but... Um, <laughs> Susan, she's looking at this painting, you know, Jerusalem, and uh, Susan goes, my kid could paint that, you know? Oh, man. I said, hey, Susan, yeah, get a grip. <laughs> you know, your daughter was kidnapped five years ago. even if she's alive right now, which she's probably not. Um, you know, there's no way in hell she could have painted that. So, honesty. <laughs> Most of my jokes are written by a four-and-a-half-year-old. Uh, desperation. Hey, actually, let me ask you this question real quick. Have you ever seen Desperation look this good? Um, so this four-and-a-half-year-old writes most of my jokes, and he's a really smart mind, this boy, Rio. And, uh, and we have these, like, writing sessions, and, and uh, the other day he, 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 he started... This dude is so next level. He said... He starts all of his jokes with knock-knock. So he goes, knock-knock, and I said, who's there? And he said, why did all of the animals cross the road? And I said, Why? And he said, uh, so they could get to that uh, house that's on fire. <laughs> and I was just curious at this point, so I said, why? And he said, yeah, so they could see it. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but without missing a beat, yeah, he goes, knock, knock. And I said, who's there? And he said, why did the humans cross the road? And I said, why? And he said, so they could go into the house that's on fire and die. <laughs> that's a boy right there. That's a next level boy. Maybe some of you guys are watching this, what I'm doing up here right now. And y'all saying, nah. Not for me. This style is not for me. Whatever. Okay. Some people are scared of this idea of coming into a room like this, being surrounded by strangers and telling stories, pouring your heart out. Not me. Uh, for me, I'm a little bit more Coca-Cola classic. Uh, for me, I'm scared of the woods. Real quick, I grew up in the state of Maine. Maine's a freaky place. Especially at night. It's the type of place that when you walk your girlfriend home at night, 
uh, you don't stop kissing her because you're not trying to walk home alone. My Uncle David, this big man, this brooding man, he was a painter, mostly houses. He would go for these walks at night through these woods in this town. This town barely had any lights. This theater has more lights than the town that I grew up in. So at night, it was freaky. Now, he went for an insane walks by himself at night. And I, I remember I was, I was young, and I was so scared, and I didn't understand how he could do it. And I remember I said, Uncle David, 10 years old, I said, Uncle David, aren't you scared, man? Aren't you scared that at night you're going to be walking through these trails and you're going to come across some man like a beast who will hurt you? And I'll never forget what he said. He looked at me, and he said, Michael, I am that man. And then he uh, flicked me in the wiener. (laughs) And I never saw him again, dude. Every day of my life, I wonder where the hell he went, man. You can't just flick a fucking kid in the wiener and walk away. (laughs) My name is Mike Cam, and thank you so much for listening. Mikey, wow. So many, so much musical gadgetry on display on this show, guys. Not a theme, but that's how it's working out. Um, Before I bring up your final comic of the evening, I will just tell you guys a true thing. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm going to come clean with you. I checked my phone while Mikey was on stage, and uh, that's the part. You know, you're not supposed to look at your phone during the show. Um, Anyways, I looked at Twitter, and I had one little notification, and I opened it up, and somebody followed me during his set. They have no followers. I'm the only person they're following, and I won't say their handle, but, like, the name above the handle is just a date in October. So, I'm pretty sure I just learned uh, how, I I just learned when I'm going to die, um, and who it's going to be, just not how. So, it's been great. If I die mysteriously in October, let this podcast be the record. Let it be a clue. Okay. Um, your final performer of the evening uh, is a terrific friend of mine. We've known each other. She's one of the first people I met when I moved to Los Angeles. I always love watching her perform comedy. She's so funny, a great person, and a terrific entertainer. You're about to have such a good time with her. Please welcome my good pal, Brandy Posey, you guys. Brandy! Give it up for Zach. He's going to die. Oh, my God. That's absolutely terrifying. Uh, he was he he said the date thing and backstage it was like that's the day he's gonna die and then he said it and I was like how oh, good he knows he knows at least that's fine I feel bad because I don't I have this my phone can do that <laughs> wait wait. <laughs> That's the closest I have to, like, musical comedy bells and whistles. Oh, my gosh. 
I'm really glad that app came in handy. I used it, you guys. I feel good about it. How many people have a stupid app on their phone like that? Is it just me? Oh, I'm the only person. That's fine. I don't feel bad about it. It's cool. Uh, guys, it's summertime in Los Angeles. Feeling good. Uh, who's been to the beach so far? Anybody been out to the beach? Yes. Hell yeah. I love the L.A. beaches. Uh, I'm originally from Maryland, though. And my favorite beach is a little place called Ocean City, Maryland. Uh, I don't know if anybody here has ever been. Yes. Give it a hand. Yes. Yeah, it's the best place in the world. It's the best place in the world. If you haven't been, highly recommend it. Because in Ocean City, Maryland, you can go and you can be eating a corn dog. And then you can look to your left and you can see a guy in Confederate flag swim trunks getting skin cancer because he thinks that sunscreen is only for women. And you can literally watch racism die in front of your eyes while eating delicious beach treats, you guys. It's a perfect magical place. It's like progress is happening and it's delicious. This is great. I love it. I was there a couple years ago, and I met the funniest person in the world in Ocean City, Maryland. I was laying out on the beach, taking a beach nap, and this guy comes up to me and my friends, kicks some sand onto both of us. Thank God that he did, though, because I looked up, and he was wearing a black Speedo. <laughs> a banana costume. We make eye contact, and he goes, hey, don't touch my banana. <laughs> and then I watched him do it to 30 other people around me, you guys. It was funny every single time. It was funny. Do you guys get it? Like your dick is shaped like a banana and he was wearing a banana suit pointing at his dick. Don't touch my banana or do put a touch my banana. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Layers like an onion in this joke, but we're talking bananas, you guys. It's crazy. His parents were like the next child over from me and his mom was recording with her phone and was like, baby, I'm going to put you on YouTube. And like the dad didn't say anything, but like the look in his eyes was one of pride. And I like to think that that was the day that father and son finally understood each other like men for the very first time. You know, like that day in a young man's life where his dad like makes eye contact with him from across a room and he just winks. He throws him a beer and then his son just catches it. He says, I love you, dad. I'm going to cry at your funeral someday. Like that day in a young man's life. And like six months before, Banana Boy had turned 18. And his father pulled him aside and said, son, you're now a man. And a man in our house gets a cedar chest. And when he opened that cedar chest inside of it was a brand new black Speedo and a pristine still wrapped in plastic with the receipt banana suit <laughs> and a piece of paper, maybe old dusty parchment written on with a quill pen that said, hey, don't touch my banana. <laughs> and when the son looked up from that cedar chest, his father was wearing an old faded banana suit. Because <laughs> you're not that funny at 18, you guys. It's a perfect joke. It's a joke. Your dick is shaped like a banana. Wearing a banana suit. Oh my god. Passed down from generations in this family. Grandpa's in the corner. He's in the threadbare banana suit covered in brown spots. Because that's how bananas age, you guys. Sitting in his wheelchair. Attention to detail in this family is awesome. Then there's this whole montage with the three of them just at sunrise on the beach. Eye the tiger blast and just making the suck a gesture next to each other. The visual is decidedly unappealing. Yeah! You take my puns, UCB. You fucking take them. Yes. A little bit about me, you guys. Uh, I'm a men's kites activist. How about you go fly one, fellas? It's a very feminist pun. I feel very good about it. Uh, my, my least favorite president is Ronald Reagan. My favorite president is Ronald Reagan. You guys know him, right? 
He was all like, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall and then pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, boy. Wait, hold on. <laughs> oh, God, reggae horn. Why aren't you at the ready? I have failed this. Wait, wait. It's a podcast. We can edit it. Oh, it's loading. I got the free version, so I have to get through the ads, you guys. Okay. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall and then pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, boy. Yes! <laughs> Thank you. I feel good about that. <laughs> um, is everybody in this room vaccinated tonight? Have we all had our vaccines? Yes? Cool. The patient zero is not in the house. I need to know because if you haven't been vaccinated, you don't deserve laughter, you guys. It's a problem. Get the fuck out. Isn't it crazy that measles is back? Like... That we killed measles and Hitler at the same time. And measles is the thing that's... Hitler had infrastructure. The Nazis had infrastructure. And measles is back? It's bullshit. Makes me so goddamn mad. Oh, man. Do you know, like, and the people that are not vaccinating their kids are, like, the most, like, the wealthy, most affluent members of our society. That's the thing that's the most furi- infuriating, right? Because, like, those are the people that survived the zombie apocalypse because their money puts them in a tower. And like, I'm fighting the fucking undead and killing my lovers on the floor and you're dying of chicken pox in a tower? What's the matter with you? Do you know who vaccinates their kids, you guys? Juggalos. Juggalos vaccinate their kids. A juggalos are better parent than the best members of our society? What the shit, guys? It's crazy. It makes me so mad because, like, the reason that we, um, that it's, like, so popular right now is, like, Jenny McCarthy, like, read this paper and then she tweeted it out to the world and people that don't like to do their own research, like, made it popular. The guy has since come back and been like, I was wrong, I'm sorry. But she used all of her words in that paper. So it's like, I don't, she doesn't know anymore. And, like, it sucks because know what you're good at in this world. You know what I mean? Like, I'm good at being a comic. I'm not going to fix measles. That's fine. Jenny McCarthy is good at being hot on television in the 90s and farting on cable. Like, that's what she's good at. And that's fine. Just it, own what you're good at. Be hot and fart on television. It's fucking great. Don't dictate science to the world. But I hope that maybe there's something more than just ignorance going on. I hope that maybe she, like, read a, a picture history book of the world and was like, the last time... The economy sucked. The guy that got us out of it was Franklin Delano Roosevelt. And he had polio. <laughs> so what if I give an entire generation of children polio? <laughs> creating thousands of FDRs and saving the economy for a millennia! <laughs> you hope so, right, you guys? Because otherwise it's horribly irresponsible. <laughs> Thanks, I'm Brandy Posey. <laughs> Brandy, during that set, I got a tweet from that account, and it was like, yeah, that's right, I'm in the room. What the fuck are you doing? Where are you? Why are you doing this? (laughs) It was Brandy the whole time. Um, All right, you guys, well, our show is almost done, but uh, there's four minutes until we have to be out of here, and I have a a two-and-a-half-minute-long rap song that I'm going to perform for you guys. So let me set this up, and we'll close it out like this. Okay. 
We've established how much I love hip hop. Um, one of my, one of the songs that I've thought the most about that's come out of late uh, is the song "Only" by Nicki Minaj, featuring Drake and Lil Wayne and Chris Brown. Um, <laughs> and uh, if you know the song, then you will remember um, that each of the three rappers' verses begins with them assuring the listener in no uncertain terms that Nicki Minaj has never had sex with Drake or Lil Wayne. It's very emphatic. Each of their three verses starts with them talking about that. Um, so I love the beat and wanted to rap over it, and uh, that's the only thing you need to know about the song if you've never heard it before. So uh, if you are familiar with the song only, please enjoy this homage to it, and uh, if you've never heard it before, uh, then please enjoy this original composition. Um, DJ, beat me. Good. Yo. I've never slept with Drake, I've never slept with Wayne. Truth be told, I've never met Wayne. And as far as I know, we're both straight, so I'll probably never have sex with Wayne. Now with that explained and established, let me switch gears and add this. It's a true fact. The fact is, growing up, I didn't have a sis. Like sisters, I never had those. Also, I never had bros. And sometimes when people learn that, they pity me and get sad. Oh, you poor guy. What an awful thing. Sympathy is what they're offering. But I gotta say, it was awesome to be the only offspring. I am so glad I am an only child. No competition to dampen my style. I am unique, I can stay with a smile. Got all the gifts in that Hanukkah pile. And I'm proud to be an only, so I represent the onlys. And I'm not the only only. Lots of other folks are onlys. Rich dudes are onlys. Thick girls are onlys. Raise up one end if you're one of a kind. You don't really have to. An only. I never slept with Wheezy, never slept with Drizzy. Me and those dudes have not gotten busy. I would get freaky with Nikki though, but I'll admit the odds are pretty low. That's another story. I'm not storytelling. Here's a list of some notable only children. Leanne Rhymes and Chelsea Clinton, Alicia Keys and John Lennon. Natalie Portman's an only. Same thing for Tommy Jones Lee. Oops, I mean Tommy Lee Jones, De Niro, Pacino. Tiger Woods, Daniel Radcliffe, Gandhi, Lenny Kravitz, and Drake. It's really true. And sex, we haven't had it. I am so glad that I don't have siblings. I've never had to share one single thing. Grandparents treated me like I was king. Mom and dad nailed it the first time ka-ching. People think if you're an only, that you're shy and weird and lonely, but those judgments are erroneous. I'm an awesome only, so I represent the onlys. One more time, if you're an only, I have not had sex with Drake or Lil Wayne, but I am an only. Thanks. Yeah, we did it, you guys. This has been Put Your Hands Together. Thank you so much for coming out. You've been an incredible crowd. Are there any announcements I need to make specifically? Nope, we're all good. Come back and see us next Tuesday. Thank you, guys. You've been champs. One more time for yourselves. I'm Zach Sherwin. Good night. Hands together. Put your 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 hands together. Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Put your hands together. Put your hands together.
Hey, this is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.